to Librarians Aloud, a podcast about librarian journeys. I'm your host, Laura Rooney-Ferris. We've made it to the end of the year, and to celebrate, I have a festive cracker of a guest in an extra long episode to see the year out. Dr Ava Hornung is the librarian of the Curriculum Development Unit of the City of Dublin Education and Training Board. Ava is also a tireless and shining advocate of libraries and librarians, and she holds a very special place in the Irish Library community and beyond. Uh, she's the convener and member of the a member of the Library Association of Ireland's Continuing Professional Development Committee and a founder member of the Library Publishing Committee and the Academic and Special Libraries Committee. A recent Library Staff Champion nominee, Eva is also a champion of professional development for librarians and she conducted her doctoral research on CPD for solo librarians. We sat down just before Christmas for a chat about her library journey, the do's and don'ts of getting through a PhD and her advice for budding librarians. Ava Hornung, you join me for Librarians Allowed for the finale episode of the year. Uh, welcome. Thank you. Thank you for joining me. And it's nice to be doing an, an episode in person. Um, so well, how did I come to Ireland? Yeah, well, I'm one of those German backpacker, student, tourist people. Uh, you just we, arrived one day with yeah. your backpack and decided never to go back. <laughs> basically, that's basically what happened. I came over with friends in uh, 2000, uh, sorry, 1991. Um, for three weeks in August, um, traveling around the country, I said tent and backpack and public transport because we were traveling with the Green, uh, the Green Party movement, um, and yeah, it was lovely. It was the weather was beautiful? It was sunny, hot days, and it rained every night. So, <laughs> so we spent every night in the pub as as, as you do, and I just loved, I just loved. I, th- I think I fell in love with the country the moment I saw it. Really, mm. people were lovely. Um, the cars. I mean, the landscape is stunning, and as somebody who enjoys hiking and, and just being outdoors, it's just absolutely, I mean, the most amazing country really in the world, I think. Mm-hmm. So anyway, so I was still in school, and my mum said, no, nah, <laughs> because I was like, oh, mm-hmm, great country. Mom was like, you stay in school and finish school. So, so I did. Listen to your mum. Yeah, yeah. listen to my mum. Uh, I went to the, I was very lucky, I got into library school in Stuttgart, um, which is just next door to my hometown, and did my degree there. It was a three-year undergrad uh, degree which was basically like a bachelor degree here mm. um, and I specialised in public libraries uh, because I'm at heart I think I'm a public librarian um, and I got a job I was looking for a job after I graduated um, I got a job in my hometown of all places in the local public library and I was the children's librarian there for three and a half years and I really loved it because mm. I, I really like kids and it was just every day was just madness <laughs> pure madness really <laughs> so we were part of, we were basically the public library but we we're also kind of a school library because we we're you know we we're looking after all the schools and mm. the kindergartens in the place so yeah I was there for a couple of years and loved it but I had in the back of my head I had this idea of I might just go to Ireland for a year and see how it you know how mm. it goes 
Um, and well, at the time the bus in ninety, what are we on ninety six? Sorry, ninety nine. Um, I was just thinking, okay, well, it's really hard to find. You know, like the internet wasn't what it is now, so it was really hard to kind of even get an access to jobs. So I saw um, UCD had advertised their master's in lab information studies, mm. and I saw that and I thought, like, God, that sounds great. I wonder if I, you know, can get into this program because it would be a year, um, a year long program, and if nothing else happens at least you know it's, it's a great degree to have and it, I yeah. could use it in Germany as well it's a good way to just yeah, just get, get, get over get, here get, get over yeah so I, I applied for it and the, the night before a friend of mine and myself was supposed to go to, to, to England for a holiday um, just travelling around the south of England and the night before we went uh, I got this letter from UCD asking me to come over for an interview and I was like mm. okay so anyway so we went over like, did the interview came back and but I think by the time we came back from the holidays I got the you know, approval from USD, which was great. Um, so yeah, so I had to tell everybody that I was taking a year off. Um, so I talked to my, my like my parents. Obviously, well, you know, can imagine the baby's leaving. So it was very yeah. hard on my parents, really, uh, especially my mom. Um, and my boss also was. Um, I th- she was convinced. She said, "Look, I, I'm pretty sure." Oh, Honung, you're not coming back. I said, oh, well, well this is, it's only a year. She said, no, I can see it in your eyes. Yeah. You won't. So anyway, so I'm still here. So it's a long year. Basically. So they were right. Yeah, so they were right, yeah. So, so yeah. what had motivated you before you did your qualification in, in Germany? Germany? Had you always been interested in professionally going into libraries? Had yeah. that been something you'd... Yeah. Possibly didn't know much about <laughs> yeah. when you were growing up, or what uh, made you make the initial make the initial decision to I think go I was, into I'm one of those work. kids. I'm still one of those kids. I think uh, <laughs> who is just interested in pretty much everything. So it's really hard for me sometimes because I have so many interests to kind of even focus. You know, mm-hmm. um, so when I was a kid, I remember I was torn between becoming a vet because I really love animals. And becoming an archaeologist because I think I was a huge fan of Indiana Jones. Indiana Jones, <laughs> yeah, obviously, yeah. I think we all, all went through a bit of it. Let's <laughs> no, become an archaeologist, basically. <laughs> yes. Or else, yeah, I don't know. I had loads of plans, but um, I was one of those kids who, from the moment I could read, really, I, I basically spent uh, an afternoon a week in my local public library, um, just mm-hmm. reading through all the books. And I, I remember my mom saying, "Okay, you can take ten books, but uh, you have to return them next week." You know. Not more than ten, so mm. I managed to read them all. And you and, got to yeah, ten. Basically, in so I was like, "What is this mad kids?" And then um, one of my late grandmothers remember saying to me at the time, "I think you might become a librarian because you really love books and you love reading, mm. which we all know now is not nothing we to do with being a librarian." Like I know, very little. But, to but do she, she just felt I would be good, and the other one actually said I would become a vet. So you know, one mm. of them was right. So yeah, so I just I don't know. I didn't really have any plans when I was in school, but then we had a. Um, it was really good. It was organized in my school, uh, kind of a day of, um, it was like a, like a, what do you call it? Uh, a staff, staff, well, people from different jobs basically come over and, and yeah, like, like a, a job, career job, fair job, kind like of thing. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And, and the, so there are people from different places in my hometown to kind of, you know, introduce what they're doing. And you could walk from, from one stall to the next and talk to them. And the head librarian, uh, who later became my boss, was there and she talked about, you know, working in a library. And I just thought, hmm, sounds very interesting. And she said, mm. oh, yeah, I know you. You're one of our kids. <laughs> I said, yeah, I remember me. So I read my, myself through the children's section and to the young adult section. So she, she's normally... So the next there. step really was going behind just, the counter. Just come, yeah. come, just come over and work for us. And she said, well, if you want to, you can just come in for a day and, you know, just shadow us for a day mm. and see if you like it. And I did, and I just thought, you know what, this is really great because I really like people as well, and and mm-hmm. I, I like information. So it, just bringing everything together is just perfect. And I really, it was a great day, and I really enjoyed it. So she said, look, 
yeah, you know, when you do the degree and, you know, apply for things and we see how it goes. And yes, that worked out in the end. So mm. it was yeah, one of those. I don't know. It's, it wasn't really a career plan as such. It just worked out, I think. So I think it went yeah. right in the right profession, really. But I think it's important as well. Like, you know, so often it is just it mm. takes that one person yeah. who's already in the profession to be able to say, well, well, why don't you yeah. just come in yeah. and have a look and see yeah. what we actually do? See if it's, see if it's for you. If not, you know, And she was fine. also, what I liked about it is she was also very, I mean, this is a, this was a senior librarian, but she was very uh, approachable. She was very friendly. Mm. And, you know, I think, especially as a young person, you need people in those professions to be nice and approachable and and you know not putting people down and saying why do you think you could do this you know just really yeah or not to see it as an imposition exactly yeah Yeah. I really liked it so it's funny because now in my current job I sometimes help out on the the higher options uh, career fair in the RDS Mm. and although I'm not you know I'm not a teacher or I don't work for any of the colleges but young people come up to you and um, kind of we hand out kind of our booklet of, of the courses that CDB runs and they would ask you questions and they'd be like you know what try this why don't you try this mm-hmm. I'll try that you know so in a way you're kind of I hope I can give back you know what yeah, I received the kind of advice yeah, the kindness yeah, that really you received nice, yeah. Yeah, yeah I think that's probably the, the best legacy yeah. of having yeah. that type of experience yeah. when you're younger is that hopefully it makes you realise when you do get into a position yeah. where you can offer advice yeah, to people you help that you yeah. you see it as yeah. part of just paying back what, what was given yeah, to you yeah. Um, so how did you find then when you came to UCD and did the course here what did you notice in terms of the differences and were there any kind of big 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 clashes or differences between the way the course was taught or or librarianship in its approach in Germany and what you were taught Uh, no actually I really enjoyed it because I think in Germany what happens is you have to specialise nearly um, when you go into your degree you know programme between you know public librarianship, academic librarianship, and then what was called at the time documentation, which was kind of working mm. in a information role yes. of some sort. Records. Whereas, whereas methods, uh, um, the MLIS was much more was broader, but you you could specialize in a way because you could choose you know which course you wanted to do and which which kind of modules you wanted to do. But it was I really liked the way that that we were all taught in the same way. In other words, those those mm. people who were already working in public libraries or working in an academic setting. But there was there was no issue. There was no um, in Germany can be there can be I think a bit of a silo effect, you know. Whereas yeah, here, I think, I think probably yeah, can here yeah, too. Yeah, but, but less, less, less so because now. it's a smaller country as well, and the mm. profession is uh, you know smaller group of people. Basically, no one ever you know before. Yeah, <laughs> really, a bit like mafia really sometimes. So you know, it's it's I really enjoyed it, and uh, the other thing I really liked was that the. The class size itself it was, it was. I think there's only 17 of us doing the masters, mm. and maybe another 30 people doing the, the diploma. So it was a small enough uh, group of people, and so you got to know everybody really quickly, and mm. it was really nice because I think of all the people I met there, I'm in touch with at least half of them still. You know, yeah. in a professional set or on a friendship basis. That seems to be quite consistent yeah. with anyone mm. I've spoken to who's done yeah, the course yeah, kind yeah. full time in, yeah. in UCD no, that they brilliant. keep those connections yeah. with their. And it was nice for me because I didn't know anybody when I came here and. Literally, within, I think the first week I, I shared with two Irish girls. We were on camp. We were, had a place on campus, uh, and there were, I think, one was education, the other one was social science, something. So mm-hmm. you know, I had a bit of uh, you know su- support there, but it was nice meeting other librarians and and just just for the crack of it, you know, we, we would go mm-hmm. to pop in the evenings or to cinemas. I mean, I, you know, it's just nice to have that kind of uh, was family feeling really in a way. Yeah. So it was really lovely. It was a really nice uh, way of. of being becoming part of of this of the mm. culture here
but from a professional or from a study point of view, it was really, I really enjoyed it. And and, and there was a lot of, like, I think we did 11 courses, 11 modules, it was a mm-hmm. lot for one year. But I really enjoyed also the, the, the thesis and, and writing, you know, about something and going into that. And it was nice because my topic was about um, young people, children's use of um, search engines because mm-hmm. at the time there were specific searches for children so I was very lucky because Deirdre Alice King who was the city librarian at the time gave mm-hmm. me permission to go into two public libraries um, and do you know research with the kids there and the two librarians were there were lovely as well so it was really it was really nice start mm-hmm. to become you know a librarian in Ireland so it was really nice to, to have that connection as well yeah it was really great you know, it's good from a researcher's perspective yeah, yeah. as well to be able to because obviously if you're trying to access mm. a population like yeah, children to yeah. be able, you, know, you need yeah. those gatekeepers yeah. to kind of yeah. open the door for yeah, you and, yeah. and also the parents were really supportive I mean the, the, the mm. especially the mums would be sitting in then because we were you know we we're working on a computer and we did kind of video capturing and think alouds and all of that mm. and and they were really they were lovely they were really nice and all the kids were great as well and the two in a city um like one was in um just off um, what's it called North Strand but Charles oh god what's Charles Charles yeah, yeah. And she was lo- uh, Phil was the librarian there and um, the other one was in Bally Farmer uh, Public Library mm. they were really I mean they were, the kids were just brilliant you know the way they were really and they really salt of the earth kids as well you know they're like mm. hey you you know the, and, and the <laughs> one of them was uh, I think Westlife kind of well, just becoming you know Kind of famous at the time, and one of them knew Brian or something like that. Oh, yeah, he's mm. a part of mine. And it's like, oh, really? So, you know, so it's just really funny to see, you know, how <laughs> very typically, immediately we all know each other. <laughs> it was really nice. It was, I really enjoyed it. Yeah, it was no, I liked the course in UCD, and then it said, you know, from a personal perspective as well, because we're still, still friends with a lot of people, including my then supervisor crystal so yeah. which is kind of funny you know it's like a, so we've come from supervisor supervisee to to friends you know it's just nice to have that um continuation there in life as well yeah. yeah i think that's how you know often how people stay mm. connected with education is that they have those close relationships yeah. with it's happened to me with supervisors my supervisor as well funny enough yeah yeah, so, yeah it's funny um, I think yeah. you, you get you get closer to yeah, um, yeah, as you progress yeah. through your educational yeah, journey you get yeah. closer to people that are like mm. maybe started out feeling like mm. there was a huge knowledge gap between mm. the two of you like, massive yeah. you yeah. put people on a pedestal yeah, but, yeah. but then you realise that you know that they are learning from you as well so it goes both ways yeah, really, yeah. yeah it should mm-hmm. um, so when you finished your course in, in UCD then did you think about going back to Germany uh, or were you kind uh, of <laughs> firmly set on? No, I think at this stage she was like, mm, I might actually stay a bit longer. So my parents mm. were obviously not too impressed. But yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, in fairness, they really wanted me to be happy. But I think even today, if, if I said I would come back tomorrow, I think both my parents would be very happy. I could yeah. probably sleep in my old bedroom again. You know? <laughs> I mean, my parents are like that. I mean, we have a very good relationship, which is great. You know? mm. So um, that's really nice. So, so no, I kind of, um, I was... Yeah, I was looking for jobs and I applied for different positions. And unfortunately, they all had the same acronyms, or they used the same letters, so they played jobs in DCU, UCD, and the CDU. <laughs> so yeah. I got a little bit confused. And so the very, very limited, <laughs> um, limited use of yeah, I kind of letters. kept to those letters. Uh, so I, I started working actually in a, an American uh, software company, which divide or uh, kind of created software for children um kind of learning software for children mm. and i because i did a, a class in ucd on coding on html coding mm. they uh, they got me a job in on, on the back end side of things on the technical side of things uh 
do the coding for the for the for the software program. It was really good actually because it was a completely different type of job. It was a mm. more like IT ish kind of job. Um, but then I realized after I, I knew immediately, I was like, this is not my type of environment. Really, this kind of you know, I couldn't work in one of those big companies. I think where they like, oh, it's eight o'clock in the evening. Why don't we all have pizza and have fun and work a bit more? I'm like, Keep no, working, because yeah. I'm German. I'm going home. Now. Sorry about that. You know, yeah. I have a life outside my workplace. Thanks very much. So at I, least I, you had that perspective yeah, in yeah, German yeah. to sort yeah. of realize this isn't fun. No, this is just no. trying to this kind of trick you into slavery, basically. Con- yeah, yeah, continuing yeah, yes. to work no, no, and no. making your workplace your yeah. home, no, no, which no, no, is I kind of really a messed up so idea. That yeah. doesn't work for me. Anyway, for some people, just we didn't. So I, I continued to kind of applying for jobs, and I got the interview for this job. Um, I think it was actually, I don't remember, it was St. Nicholas Day, I think, in 20, so it was the mm-hmm. uh, beginning of December in 2000, and I uh, I rang them and I, I couldn't find a place, because it was, at the time we were, I don't know if you know, Crumlin where we were, Sun Drive Road, and we were oh, in, yeah. in the back mm-hmm. of the fields, which is now um, an allotment mm-hmm. part of uh, Pierce College, and Crumlin College, I think as well, and I couldn't find the entrance to the bloody place because <laughs> I was walking around and I asked several people they're like I don't know love I think you have to go up this way this yeah. little lane way and I, I was an hour late I was like oh god, oh god this is embarrassing that's Here's happened to me library. finding places in Dublin like <laughs> even god. recently and I've lived god. in Dublin for over 20 yeah, yeah. years that's unbelievable and I was like oh god and I'm 20 and I'm German for god's sake and I'm late an hour so I finally got to I found a place and I got to the phone and said, I'm really sorry. And they said, no, no, come in, come in. So anyway, I had, I had an interview and it was really nice and it was very relaxed. And they said, well, it's a, it's a, you'll be working on your own and be a solo library. And mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, I've never worked as a solo library before, but yeah, why not? So yeah, yeah. they tried to explain. So you're kind of you're part of, you're like employed by Trinity College, but you work for City of Dublin, VEC mm-hmm. as it was at the time. So CTDB is now. Um, so that's what curriculum yeah, development, development units, units. Yeah, yeah. So, but we, we kind of, we kind of, you know, we are funded by both and Department of Education. So, it's a, it's kind of a hybrid place. Also, it's kind mm-hmm. of a, it's straddling more than one organization. Um, so, yeah, and it was really, there wasn't really a handover as such because the librarian who was there before me mm-hmm. had left. I was just like, oh yeah, okay, it sounds interesting. Yeah, I'll try that. So I started then in January. I got a job. Got to start in January, and I'm still here. So mm-hmm. <laughs> that's a. It was a January 20, 2001, yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> 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 I'm not, not So it ticked some box for you. Yeah, yeah I did. No, I like, what I like about it is, uh, I mean, the beginning was a bit tough because I wasn't used to working on my own and kind of mm. making decisions on my own, really, because I was part of a bigger library team in my old job and, and you know, had people to bounce off ideas off and, and, and I didn't have that here. But then I realised the people who wor- I work with, my colleagues here, they're all teachers, um, teachers mm. on secondment very often or they work, you know, the very established people who kind of work for the Department of Education. Mm. And so it was, it was a nice mix of um, younger, maybe people like myself who kind of just started out and then kind of people have been really around for decades really and had all of this knowledge and this experience of the Irish education system. Mm. So I just learned a lot. Uh, I think the first year I just I just borrowed my own books from the library just to read up on, on yeah on the Irish education system and, and how, you know, the different initiatives that have run over these decades. And just just fascinated by it, you know, and, mm. and it's just it's just what a brilliant place to be because we are kind of supporting teachers to in turn, you know, teach yeah. people and uh, and C D B has really a range of like from level one to level six and some level seven uh, qualifications as well. So our learners are really, really diverse mm-hmm. and the teachers and the tutors have to react to that as well. So so 
like at the beginning there was teachers coming and say do you have an, uh, an infograph or kind of a, a picture of what an ATM machine looks like and you know how the mm. buttons are on an ATM machine because they were working with a bunch of uh, some some travel women who have never used an ATM machine before mm. and literacy levels might have been a problem and all of this you know so just to show how how do you put in your pin number what happens next this kind of stuff so you had to just always think on your feet and think of okay how can I what kind of publication would have that you know yeah. so you, I mean obviously we had access to the internet and all of it but at the beginning like videos wouldn't have been like YouTube was I think was only starting off and all of this so there wasn't, wasn't much that you could give yeah like something of, yeah, kind of visually yeah, instructional visually, would yeah, have just been a, a perfect for photograph the time, yeah. so this has changed really over the years I mean there's a lot of the stuff that I do now is really like, like online really mm. I mean this is mo- mo- most of my work really and, and especially during COVID because we had we have a, a Moodle site which is a repository really for the whole of the city of Dublin ETB mm-hmm. and at the beginning we only had all the validated programs that were you know taught in, in CDTB but it changed completely during COVID because my colleague Carrie and I well Carrie in particular she created all of those videos uh, training videos uh, for mm-hmm. teachers and we just uploaded stuff on <laughs> you know it was just it was ma- madness really but it just for me the library any kind of information that people need is the library so it doesn't have to be you know, I'm not I'm not hung up on on even the medium. You know, yeah. I mean, the end of the library is what's in my head. Really, I mean, you know yeah. how you react to it. But you need to be creative, I think, to f- to find new ways of of helping people doing their job. And and if something works better than what we had before, then maybe we have to adopt this new way of doing things. Yeah. Having said that, I'm still a big believer in books, and I'm fighting hard to keep mm. <laughs> my print copies. But, uh, but you know, it's it's good to have a mix. I think of of uh, of ways of reaching people. Yeah. So it's yeah, I really enjoyed it. Must have been a really good challenge as well to come into that environment, seeing just such a broad range yeah. of information requirements, yeah. like yeah. right from your staff members who were highly educated yeah. but were trying to adapt to mm. you know different contexts of kind of yeah. educational mm. provision mm. to you know learning with the the lear- the mm. entry level learners yeah. who yeah. you know needed different approaches Completely. to picking yeah. up yeah. information different and just types of information. seeing and information literacy in, yeah. in very different contexts. Very different. And especially in the last maybe five years or yeah, maybe ten years even, a lot of the the teachers and tutors and, and actually a lot of the principals have now started doing PhDs mm. and, and, and advanced master degrees as well. So there's a, there's a whole movement now towards where people really come to me and say, look, you know, I have found this really obscure document from the 1970s, but mm. you know, it's not not online anywhere, and and, and Trinity don't seem to have it, and, and we might still have a copy of that because at the time maybe the CDU was involved, or mm. you know, it just happens to be in our collection. So it's it's really interesting to see, uh, even within the staff of ADB, CDB, how how their you know needs change and and how how mm. I can support them then with that. So there was a lot of yeah, quite a number of, of uh, staff are now doing PhDs, and it's really exciting to see that as well. Yeah. So because I I have access to Trinity to my you know half employment of Trinity, so mm. it's really nice. So I can I can very often they just go and say, look, there was a John article. Can you find that? I know this could be the names, you know, the, the name of this person, or it was mm. about something like that. Can you so? It's very obscure, very often, but yeah. this is what so I really. Like, this I, is I where think the like that detect- comes, comes true. Yeah. detective work yeah. oh, of librarianship. I, I quite enjoy like just yeah. getting a little yeah. thread, yeah. And just trying and then to you follow find, it all the way and, through. And then you really find it by very often coincidence, really, if I'm honest. Yeah. But I, it's just a great sense of achievement as well. You know, you feel really happy about it, and and if people mm. come back say, "Oh, 
Mobley, Mobley. How did you find it? It's like, oh, it's just a bit of a laboratory. Yeah, and it seems, yeah, it seems you know, there's a dismissive <laughs> approach to like, well, people who are, especially from people who are reasonably well educated, like, well, yeah, I can find that online. Yeah. But actually when no. they are trying to track down yeah. something that is no. kind of obscure yeah. and not just going no. to pop up in yeah. a Google search, no. they see... The, the kind of very structured lines of inquiry that have to yeah. be put in place and, and to, I mean, to locate information. You and I were, tr- were trained in, 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 in searching, you know, in searching techniques and in research skills as well. Um, but a lot of people are not. And, mm. and just Googling something doesn't always throw it up. Oh, it's behind a paywall. That's mm. the other problem. You know, so if you don't have access to a big old research library, which I have, yeah, you will not unless you want to pay 50 quid for... I think that's much, probably you know, the, the bigger issue mm, when people are looking for information, particularly for as the yeah, type of mm, like mm, your staff that mm, you're dealing with who are teachers, yeah. they won't have access to mm. paywalled oh, databases no. and resources. Yeah. So, so they're, trying they're trying to navigate their way to something yeah. that is never going to be accessible to them no, because no. of the paywall. And the other thing that's happening, I think, in the last, especially in the last maybe three, four years, is getting more requests on... It used to be only about copyright, you know, but, but, but can I put into an essay, basic kind of stuff. Mm. But now it's more about academic integrity as well, plagiarism, all of this. Mm. So there's, there's much more happening now because I think all the, especially in the further education colleges, people do more essays and, you know, projects and, and have to reference and have to know how to do this. So the teachers sometimes are a bit thrown as well because they're like, okay, yeah. I haven't used this in like donkey years, you know. So I get quite a few queries about that really, quite regularly, really, and... and so we're hoping we have a, a space on our Moodle site on, on, on the whole um, academic integrity subject mm. area. But I'm hoping to get maybe more into supporting people more directly by, I mean, we have a pretty good, um, there was a um, publication done a couple of years ago for the further education sector on referencing and all of it, which is good mm. and people are using, but maybe get more workshop workshop type thingy maybe out to you know to, to, to the centres um, yeah. but that's it's in the pipeline for next year yeah. <laughs> was, uh, yeah. but I think there's two things there that mm. I kind of mm. you know really strongly associate with you mm. in the time that I've mm. known you and that's mm. like how much mm. or how important lifelong learning is yeah. and how important we are in just facilitating people in mm. the lifelong sure. journey of learning mm. and also continuous professional development mm. which are two things that you I know have spent a lot of time devoting yourself personally and Mm. professionally and Mm. academically to Mm. um I know you're you did your PhD in um looking at solo librarians and um CBD CBD. it's it's really it's um it's just very I think it's just very close to my heart because I'm I'm a lifelong learner definitely and Mm. and um I think like I think you you probably would agree that like (laughs) it's it's I think it's quite essential to Mm librarianship to yeah. to the very least you know, embrace the concept of, of life learner yeah. learning and yeah. to be kind of fully yeah. on board with mm. that continuousness I mean, of we, we are, we are learning perfectly placed for that when you think about it i mean mm. a, any type of library or any type of information setting this is what we do we help other people um with their own professional development so uh, that's why i feel as librarians we have to be really you know engage with CBD ourselves I mean it's no I don't think anybody can work in whatever job they do without any professional development really I mean mm. it could be anything from reading up on things you know or shadowing people or attending professional conferences or seminars or whatever mm. but there's no and there's so many yeah, ways to, yeah, to kind of consume mm. continuous professional development now like mm. it can be just a, a webinar yeah, or attending a conference so yeah. there isn't as 
and how you're worried, you know, just having yeah. to get yeah. away yeah. and pay yeah. for something yeah. and go on uh, go on courses. There's lots of different yeah. ways mm. to get your um, CPD yeah. input. It's probably become a more more democratic, uh, democratic really the mm. whole thing because it used to be you had to go to conference and you had to you know travel and pay for it and all of it and and find accommodation if it was abroad. But now, I mean, even if you are only starting out in your professional career or you you know mm. you're unemployed or maybe you you know like my case you have no budget for professional development yeah. you can actually access things online and there's some as you said free mm. webinars there's um free online courses like you know, MOOCs massive, were such massive, a, yeah. a big yeah. input into just just being on Twitter. able to i mean yeah. jesus you learn so much you know yeah really, i find really actually for, for all of the the cesspool that it can be at yeah. times i've yeah. really found that twitter yeah. has been great for massive yeah i um, think for all professional development or just professional networking or just become involved yourself in, in a group or section like of the mm. LAI for example um, they're always looking for people for, to work on a committee or for a smaller project there's you know there's there's multiple ways to get involved mm. really there's no yeah. I think there's no excuse really not to get involved really no I think it's <laughs> no, more yeah, about yeah, the yeah. the in Practicality inclination yeah, yeah, and yeah. trying not to overload yourself yeah, of course yeah. Um, so you mentioned there the um, getting involved on committees so before yeah. we talk about any more about your, your PhD which I do want to go into um, you have been very closely involved with the, the Library Association and particularly the Academic and Special Libraries Committee and that's where yeah, we where met. I met you and yeah, served know. many years together course, on the, yeah. the committee but you were involved from the outset yeah. of that, that committee. It, it, Was that partly because of the <laughs> solo librarianship? Yeah, possibly. It's, again, it's, I think a lot of things in my life and probably everybody's life come down to coincidence. Mm. There was... Um, on my on a on my tr- on a train to Cork t- to the LAI AGM in I think it was two thousand five, and I met Anya O'Connor, who I uh, Anya O'Connor at the time, uh, mm. who was in my class in MLS, and we had kept in touch. And by complete coincidence, I met her on the, on the train, mm. and she said, "Oh, where are you going?" I said, "Oh, the AGM." She said, "Oh, yeah, I'm going too." And we started talking about my PhD because I'd just put in mm. the proposal and, and had started. And she said, oh, yeah, I'm talking about professional development. And she said, oh, professional development, that's handy because uh, we're trying to re- restart the Academic mm. and Special Libraries uh, Committee, which had been dormant for a year or two because mm. there was basically nobody on the committee. I think it was only Katrina. Um, and she said, oh, would you come along? Um, you'd be perfect. I'm like, I'm not sure about that. <laughs> so yeah. said, would you come along and uh, just meet the Anya guys? is very convincing. Yeah, yeah very yeah. convincing. All of them. Oh, <laughs> she's, she's very good at convincing. All of, all of them. Don't go for coffee with some people, you know, like Jane Burns <laughs> is another one on Marie O'Neill. So oh, never go for coffee away. with Jane Burns. She can convince you to do anything. <laughs> so, no, it was really nice. And she said, look, come along. So I went along, I came along and uh, we had a meeting in... Well, Katrina Sharkey was working, well, she's still working um, in the Honest Young buildings on Harcourt Street. Mm. And on, uh, Anna Sullivan was there, and Erin uh, Omahani, and Onya myself. I think that yeah, was all. So at the end of that meeting, I basically was uh, part of a committee. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we had started, I think, planning for the first conference already. So, so you were fully was, indoctrinated fully, after fully that meeting. Part of it. Uh, and so, yeah, so I was, uh, I really enjoyed all of this. Yeah, I mean, I've, been on the committee I think for 17 years or so mm-hmm. and it's just I mean just brilliant I, I couldn't have done my job here in the CDU without being on that committee honestly I mean I've learned so much not just from the people we you know we mm-hmm. had as speakers and, and at conferences but just from from everybody on the committee like every single one was just brilliant and really yeah. you know inspiring and and new ideas and, and just stuff that's happening in their libraries I'm like oh interesting I could try that maybe or maybe on a smaller scale mm-hmm. but you know this is really interesting so yeah, it was just brilliant, and 
I think it's just one thing leads to another really and you have to be open for that as well and just embrace it so we had like I mean our conference I think our legends yeah they were they almost killed us some of them but (laughs) and we always swore I remember sitting in the hotel bar after the conference I was like no this is the last one never again never again and then we would do it again no the hotel bar right after the last day of the conference was where we would come up with the the idea idea for next next year's conference even though we were kind of was nearly a broken of from the experience, but after a couple of drinks. There was a lot of alcohol t- t- taken, but uh, we had brilliant ideas, really, just yeah. speakers and, and topics. And yeah, so it was, I think it was very, uh, very inspiring. So being on the ANSL committee probably did damage to my liver, possibly, but, <laughs> but uh, it was definitely good for my brain and for my for my heart. So, you know, one organ has to go, unfortunately. Yeah. And it was brilliant. That's really I think for me as well, part of it was, you know, I was a solo librarian when I joined the Academic and Special Libraries Committee. And if you join a committee when you're a solo librarian or when you're Mm. any kind of organisation that you're working in, you feel like you have a a wider kind of base of colleagues. Like I didn't feel like the people that I was Mm. on the committee with were people I was just on our committee with. I felt like they were my colleagues and people that I could go to for advice so you just have this kind of ready base yeah. of advice exactly. and experience yeah. and you know know-how and yeah. positive attitudes on how to get things done and yeah. solutions and, and even if you just need a rant you know yeah actually <laughs> I mean, the ranting as well you guys pick up the phone and say by the way and it's funny because uh, like even in recent years i mean like i wouldn't have a clue really about negotiating for licenses for example mm. and we're looking at you know getting electronic database information whatever up and running because we don't mm. really have it up until now which is in itself really silly anyway but uh, you know there's colleagues and, and they make very kindly shared like even spreadsheets with me and stuff and how, yeah. do, how do we go, go on about it how do we negotiate or what mm. do you need to look out for what are the questions you need to ask you know I wouldn't have a clue so I can't really I can't really think of a, of a of a, of a course that would allow me to learn this 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 is where I need, need yeah. hands-on experience from people you know so that's where like something like the ANSL committee just comes in into its own really I mean mm. I know we've we organized a lot of um, really important conferences and seminars and events for our members like the AGM and others you know it was mm. great great to learn how to organize a conference for example that in itself is a skill of course but it's it's, it's I think it's the the, the, the talks at the, at the meetings or you know when you meet up maybe and say okay let's go for the you know to the pop again <laughs> afterwards yeah. and then just you know have, have more conversations and you find there's so much to learn and, and you I wouldn't have had those connections without being on a committee definitely not I mean there's no yeah. there's no way I would have just rang somebody out of the blue and say oh by the way hi I'm so relevant can you help me mm. I know you work in this massive you, big you may not have gotten as well I think we, we got a good steer on yeah, can't, you know, if, if the person, if someone on the committee mm. didn't know, they always knew mm. someone to put you in exactly. contact with, yeah. and they'd give you a good yeah. steer and like, no, this yeah. person's great, they will actually yeah. get back exactly. to you. Yeah. Whereas occasionally you can reach out to people and they're mm. just not, no, no, you know, they they yeah. just they don't know your name yeah. and they just don't yeah. respond and, and to the email. Too busy as well. Yeah, like, I mean, I never give out to people <laughs> yeah, who like, don't respond away, to every email. I'm sure I've done that before, but at least if you've got a bit of an in with them or you've got a steer from one of your colleagues yeah. that yeah, yeah this this person's the one exactly. to contact because they're yeah. going to yeah. not only know but they're they will get back to yeah, you exactly yeah so that's no i really absolutely this is for me i mean this is just purely egoistic point of view but it's really it's just i couldn't couldn't have done my job really for that really definitely and also just purely from a from a personal perspective as well it's, it's just 
it's just a great bunch of friends, you know. I mean, mm. like I met lifelong friends, I'm sure, you know. I mean, we've known each other for <laughs> decades. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's more than a decade. Yeah, probably, yeah. So, and, and uh, other people as well, like, you know, it's just, it's just nice. And even if we don't see each other all the time, you know, mm. it's just nice to, you know, occasionally catch up and, and meet up. And, and I just know if I need X, Y, and Z, I know I can ring you or you can ring me, you know, or mm. something like that. And it's just brilliant. And that's how it should be, you know. It's just, we are probably, librarians, I think we're really, really good at networking. We're really good at, you know, this kind of social interactions. We don't always give ourselves credit for that. And other people don't give us always yeah. credit for it because I think there's like this quiet people who shushing people mm. in the library. But we're really, really, I think we're natural-born networkers, really are. And I've yet to meet a librarian who wouldn't help another librarian, really. I mean, I, I, I've met a few. You've met a few. <laughs> I've met a few, very optimistic, yeah. Yeah. But there are yeah, few and far between. Yeah, and they might, they might be in the wrong and, profession yeah. <laughs> in the first place. Yeah. No, so it seems to be, I think we're in a good in a good, uh, good place. Having said that, actually, I think teachers are similar, similar yeah. bunch, really. I, I can see that, like, we don't work, you know, when they talk about their own communities but also I'm part of communities of practice now here at work mm. and you can see that the interactions between people is really nice so I think people choose jobs like that then definitely yeah, for the money, I think you know? that's not necessarily <laughs> no, to no, do with the no. profession that they're in but the, you know, the, yeah. it's, it's that the mm. profession has attracted people mm. who have a certain so, value base yeah exactly in mindset that, yeah, yeah. yeah well we're definitely not in for the money I'd say most of us no. <laughs> you know I mean I can probably talk for t- t- teachers about this as well so so it's it's a uh, yeah, it's nice to be part of it and because you spend so much time at work every day um, and I would hate to be in a place where, you know, uh, where you don't feel valued or where you feel, you know, it's stressful because you're, you're kind of, you know, you're mm-hmm. always kind of, you're always on the lookout or, you, you know, I mean, obviously, there's always every workplace there could be a clash. Yeah, there's or, always you know, some, some sort, issues, yeah. no worries. We have them here as well, of course, but it's, in general, it's a very, uh, it's a very positive environment, I find, you know, and, and mm. very... Yes, it's a bit like a big family. I think I'm just a big family person, you know. I, I need mm. this kind of feeling of, of, of belonging or that, that I make a difference as well. And it's, it's not, I wouldn't want to work in a place where it's all about money or kind of, you know, mm. if you don't sell this, you're not, you know, or there's this aggressiveness. I think that's enough or there really <laughs> as it is at yeah. the moment anyway. So it's it's not, I think we we have good values and I think that's, that's, that's very yeah. important. Yeah, we have, yeah. as, as a profession, we have yeah. different, you know, forms of capital yeah. that we contribute sure. and yeah. it, sure. they're, yeah. that they're yeah. more important yeah. to us than economic. It's funny because economic. somebody said the other day because uh, you know people always like oh but you work in a library kind of bit like you know this is a kind of what kind of job is that and I said well at least no librarian has ever managed to bankrupt the country you know so, yeah exactly you know, you know, so you know think about it folks <laughs> so at we least, don't tend to be involved in no no, no we don't tend to be huge in, scandals in, oh um so you know that's, that's that's something positive as well. Mm. So you started working on your PhD mm. in what two thousand four? Yeah, well, I had the idea actually in two thousand three in January two thousand three. I remember that because my grandmother actually died just a couple of days before that. Before they popped it in my head, mm. and I don't know. I'd like to think she has something to do with, which I'm sure she doesn't. But yeah. you know, it's just it's just it's just like God. I wonder because I, my problem was at the time it was really hard to get. Um, any kind of formal CBD going really mm. because I, I mean, leaving the library means basically the library is closed because I'm not here. Yeah. You know. And at the time, the building we were in was quite open and we had a lot of um, what it was called at the time in service for teachers. So like mm. you know meetings and, and training seminars for teachers. So, and that was kind of a little bit unpredictable in a way for me because then like there was nobody in library and then suddenly there was twenty teachers coming up to me and all asking me a question yeah. at the same time basically. So. 
me not being there wasn't really, you know, wasn't wouldn't have been really good. good yeah, it's a really. hard balance yeah, when you're solo yeah. librarian. Yeah. It's yeah. kind of making Time, a decision yeah. between investing in yeah. yourself and then and that possibly to, meaning yeah, taking yeah, a day yeah, away yeah, from exactly. the library. And so. also, I didn't really get well. I didn't get study leave or anything like that, so I would have to take another leave, which is fine, you know. But mm. it was all a bit, yeah, it was all a bit haphazard and I felt like. But there's the stuff I have to learn about, you know. I can't just. It's, mm. I, I know I've just done a master's degree, and it's nice, but things move on, you know, and, and there's new things I need yeah. to learn and all of it. So I was wondering, and then I, I, I think it was kind of a sense of frustration really a little bit from my, my manager at the time. Mm. And I thought like, I wonder how other solar librarians do that. I mean, how do they keep up to date? And then I thought like, hmm, I mm. wonder, would that make a nice research topic? <laughs> and I, I, to be honest with you, I never thought about doing a PhD because nobody in my family, like I said, ever got yeah. to university or actually had done the leaving cell before me, you know, or the mm. before me. So, it, And there not, wasn't, yeah, there wasn't, there's a little bit more of a culture of... Yeah librarians it's very unusual at the time getting PhDs yeah, now yeah, but yeah, back then. you were the first one that I knew who was, yeah. who was only, doing one when the, I met yeah, you the only, post, the only person I knew had a PhD or people knew what people were teaching in UCD you know, mm. were, were kind of you know, yeah if you were yeah, taking a purely a, academic, academic route yeah, but nobody was a practicing librarian as such yeah. I just felt like you know what I wonder and I had it in the head, back of my head for a while and I was like and back and forth back and forth but like, uh, and I was part of the, the Teams who did the you know the Special Olympics World World Games were in, in mm. Ireland in 2003, and I was part, one of the volunteers. So that training started in January as well. I was like, okay, no, no, I, I want to concentrate on this. But then I thought, well, but maybe the PhD. <laughs> so so mm. I was back and forth, and I just thought, okay, I'll just have a look around and and see can I develop a proposal because I didn't know how to mm. do. It. So I looked up a couple of things and I just tried to write it, and then. I approached actually Sheffield because they were my first choice really because mm. of several reasons. One of them was that they did part-time PhDs, which I knew I had yeah. to do because I couldn't afford full-time. Um, and UCD at the time did only full-time, so UCD was out and there was mm. no other, like at the time there was no other place in on the island of Ireland. Yeah, if you think about just yeah, how much yeah, things like have changed Ulster since then. University and, and, and like DBS doesn't do PhDs at the mm. moment. You know, at, at least there's other options now. So I was checking with Sheffield and then because they had Sheffield and Stuttgart um, are part of a consortium of uh, library schools which is called Bobcats I don't know if you oh know. Yeah. yeah so they're both in that and, and the nice thing about Bobcats is they they um, run it's, it's, it's student led and they organise conference each year and mm. one or two library schools it's, it's library schools across across Europe basically one is in Bas- I think in Oslo Barcelona and in Hungary and um, I think Amsterdam was in time, and so it's just an acronym of all the you know, yeah. names, yeah, of the, the towns where things are based. So Sheffield and Stuttgart, I think we did a uh, conference together in Stuttgart in '95, but I wasn't part of that. But so I knew of of Sheffield really mm. uh, for for quite a long time, and I just thought the because the the stuff I wanted to write about about professional development, the workplace learning. There were people there who were interested in that, and, yeah. and one of them was the person I was interested in as a supervisor, mm. uh, Sheila Weber. Yeah, uh, and I knew her. And she was very yeah, well known. Very well known. And what I liked about her was she she was a librarian for a long time. She worked in the British Library for, among other places, but she's also an academic, and so for mm. this good somebody who has the practical side of things, but they're also the academic side. Of things. Yeah. So she, so I emailed them at the time, and the head of school at the time was very nice. He came back pretty much immediately said oh interesting topic yeah why don't you come over and you know mm. and we discussed it I said okay fair enough um, and I went I went over no actually I went to Berlin first I think because the IFLA conference was in Berlin that year mm. and I was home 
for the summer and I just went up to Berlin for one day to meet Sheila because she was actually giving a keynote mm. and I thought I just want to hear her speak in order and see yeah. and she was so she was really brilliant she was just could speak and, and explain and she, there was real passion and power behind you know what she was yeah. saying I was like perfect and that time. stuff yeah. really does make it's, a difference yeah, like you can yeah. you know you can read someone's yeah. work and yeah. think yeah I, I agree with them but there's knows, something about yeah. he- hearing yeah. someone Definitely. speak yeah. from a place yeah. of real passion and she was I mean it was a very busy day for her because obviously she was giving speeches and stuff but she took time out to talk to me and I found it mm. very nice felt like, and I felt like you know what I think I can work with her because she clearly knows what she's talking about and she, she has the practical side of things she, she she's an academic as well and, and I thought, like, you know, that's great. So anyway, so I went over to Sheffield and introduced myself. It was very nice because the, the head of school showed me around, made me introduce, introduced me to other mm. students there and uh, some of the PhD students there. And Sheila had obviously time for me as well, so we talked a bit. And it was really nice. It was very informal, you know, but really it's, it's more about getting to know each other and mm. if we were dogs are probably sniffing at each other's pumps you know <laughs> kind of scenario I love but that you know, I like, like yeah I like you I like you no, but I, I think uh, it really comes down to the supervisor really if, if you yeah. get on with your supervisor if there's I wouldn't say a chemistry but if, if there's a way of that, that both parties work in a similar way or that they have mm. negotiated a way of working if that works out I think you're on to you know if, if, if the supervisor relationship is bad Almost everybody I know who had a bad relationship with a supervisor either had to switch supervisor, you know, mm. or basically failed the PhD, really. But it was really down to that. And it, it, so, it sounds really strange, but yeah, no, this is the main is. important, uh, really, it's the most important thing. So I, I just immediately, I liked her and, and I could see she was getting on with me. Having said that, I'm, I'm very, I'm very, I think I'm a very talkative person anyway. Well, you're easy and to get kind of, off. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> but, uh, I'm very, I'm very, I'm very extrovert person uh, and I talk a lot. And poor Sheila, she was like, <laughs> like, okay, this one talks a lot. But she, she was really, she was, she's lovely, she's really nice. And she, I could see that, um, you know, the ideas that she had for for what I was trying to do, she, it was very similar mm-hmm. to what I had. So she said, no, no, I think you're onto something really good here, and see how you develop it. Mind you, the proposal that I did and the f- finished product have nothing in common. But that's, <laughs> really. that's the whole just, process, just, isn't yeah, it? That's yeah, the, it's, the, the, the journey. To everybody, yeah. So that was really nice, and and uh, got on with people. So I, they said, okay, so you know the proposal looks good we'll put it on to the committee and see mm. what happens and they accepted it and then they send me a letter saying yeah you're very welcome if you pay your tuition fees yeah and then students like, things, things get when, real this is when things go ha- hand, and hand over like, your cash holy moly getting <laughs> some I do there? so I had to talk to my parents I said oh by the way <laughs> I have this great idea my mom was like are you mad <laughs> my father's like you're crazy I said I know I just yeah. try okay I see my father's like oh Jesus how did we raise this one <laughs> so anyway so I just thought okay you know what I'll give myself a year and see how it goes if it mm. doesn't go well and I think it's it's a waste of time for everybody I'll just you know abandon it and you know nice try but didn't yeah. work out but I really and I have to say it, it I really liked it it was I mean there's, there's times when obviously when things are very tedious in all the way especially in the maybe transcribing data yeah, yeah. this can be but you have to I get don't, to... I don't want to hear the bad no, no, stuff about no, it either. Sorry, if I'm no. thinking when I'm starting don't this journey, it, yeah, I don't want to hear the bad no, stuff. No, Tell me it's no, all good. Honestly, to be honest, I, I, I'll be very honest here, I have, I have no bad experience at all. Mm. Not a bit. Obviously, like everything in life, you know, there's the things that you're like, I'd rather do something else now. Yeah, there's yeah, going to be yeah, some yeah, bits yeah, where it's boring. But it's not, it's not... Because it's such an exciting idea that you have time to spend on 
finding something out and it's your time you know and mm. you have you have the resources at your hand i mean these are people that have to listen to you now you know they actually have to read what you write <laughs> and they have yeah. to respond to it which is really nice because you don't always get that kind of feedback it was a very positive experience i would i would if somebody paid me i would probably do another one honestly I really enjoyed yeah no much. if yeah. i was uh, if yeah. money was yeah. no object, object i'd love I to would, do several yeah. of them but yeah. it's yeah. not really no no it's, that's it's, not the real no, world, not the real world um, no. but i think as well yeah. you know in some ways and this didn't occur to me until mm. having a discussion recently about embarking on this mm. journey myself that that librarians actually have a lot of we we start from a very good position do. in doing yeah. an in-depth piece of research yeah. because unlike i mean we in our work deal mm. with people who are starting research journeys who, who are mm. beginning phds or even quite far along in the process or are seasoned researchers mm. but they have to get to grips with the basics of yeah. finding articles oh, yeah, finding information doing yeah. structured yeah. literature yeah. searches yeah. that no problem for us we, no. yeah Absolutely not. We already have yeah. that base, yeah. and so I think that just it, it speeds up some of that massively. Yeah. Yeah. difficulty no, I that I think yeah. other people do have I when they are starting yeah. a research yeah. process yeah. Yeah. where they're not quite sure if they're searching in the right place yeah. or in the right way, or and if it's them or it's a problem well, with access. Yeah. yeah, we know. How, first of all, we know how to do searches. We know where to find stuff, and we have access to it as well. So it's not. There's nothing. That don't any of any librarian I know, you know, mm. because we have. I mean, first of all, you have the masters, anyways. You have some experience of, of doing research, but also you do it on a daily basis. You know, this is what we do. Mm. So this is not. So to, to be honest with you, the literature review was the least of my problems, really, because yeah. that was that was easy in a way. I mean, you have to read obviously an awful yeah. lot, and unless you you're like me, where you just like yeah. continue <laughs> gathering articles, yeah, that's, uh, forever, and then just guilty, realize guilty as well. I'm going to have to actually yeah. write this yeah, thing, yeah, so I should stop. Stop, stop gathering. Yeah. No, but it's it's important. I think you have to be a bit of like a magpie at the beginning and mm. and just read as broad as possible because what I said before, what what you think you're doing and what you end up doing is possibly not the same mm. thing you know so there's, there's obviously a journey and that's it, all part of the process as well and that's it, all I think you're getting the PhD because you A show that you're determined and you can stick with it you know which mm. is really the hardest bit in a way that they just bloody do it but also that you, you, you develop as a, as a person as a researcher throughout it and this is what you document in a way as well mm. and there's always obviously you're going down maybe some laneway and then you have to turn back and it's not working or you know or you found a really good article but then because you didn't really write down where you found it and you know the, the, mm. the stuff that I tell other people to do I didn't do yeah, myself no, and then, that's yeah. funny whenever you start yeah. doing something <laughs> like, yourself like, and you're like okay. I'm not following the yeah. advice no, that no, I give no, other no, people at all no. and also maybe I didn't do enough backups and then things kind of collapse and yeah, yeah. so back up back up back up and more backups what I started doing was I, I emailed myself drafts so yeah. I thought okay if the computer collapses which kind of happened in the end it kind of died but I had I had copies in the way and I couldn't could go back to that, so that's, that's a good thing to do. No, but it's, it's it's really it's a very it's a very unusual thing to do, but it's a very enjoyable thing. Of, at least for mm. me, definitely. I mean, I would really recommend it. And, and as I said, as librarians, we really have a head start because we we, we know mm. this part, or even I think critical like analytical thinking, and and you know we're usually quite good at it. We're problem solvers, so. PhD at the end of the day is, is about one big problem, you know. Mm. So if you break it down to smaller steps, it's absolutely manageable. You know, it's just you need to, you just need to bloody do it, you know. Yeah, <laughs> no, stop, but I think that, that, that's like thing. most things are. <laughs> yeah. There's a simple way yeah, of getting yeah, through it in yeah. the end, and that's just like yeah. start, yeah. And, and then don't stop until you get to the finish line. Basically, yeah. So it's, it's, I mean, you you know yourself, you, you run marathon, so you'll be well able to do half ones. I haven't done <laughs> but one you know, ages. But you, you know about the process. You have to 
get into a certain you know you build on on what you've achieved before and you you build up your your you know endurance capacity yeah, you know, yeah exactly you know, your strength kind of, and all the other, I remember my brother stuff. explaining to me whatever he was doing a marathon he's just like oh yeah you just need to train yourself to to know that you can keep going without dying yeah basically that's <laughs> just like and once you've done perfect. it once yeah you know yeah, your, no. your mind yeah. can tell you then yeah. that well i've that's done it before so i can do it again so it's just a matter of like <laughs> just put one foot in yeah, front of the yeah, exactly, other and yeah. don't stop exactly. until you get to the that's, that's thing the, that says stop yeah. and this is i think where the, the supervisor comes in from time to time kind of just gives you kind of obviously giving you advice on bits and pieces but also this kind of just somebody who listens and kind of can I don't know gives you a bit of positive feedback maybe and, and mm. it just gives you a bit of a, a hug maybe and say look yeah keep going yeah, it's really just kind of like you know, yeah. put the wheels back yeah, on you and yeah, exactly. send you back Off on you your way or you know the way or you, sometimes you write something you're like I'm not sure if I'm is this a pop? Uh, do I need to do this? Is mm. this? Does anybody need to know this? You know what am I doing? And you go back and they say, "Look, this is a really good piece, but maybe this could be better in this chapter." You know, so mm. even from a structural point of view, they help you with that, and that's that's really helpful. I find so so really. I mean, we could even have a informal librarian uh, group. Of I think so. Yeah, I know. Yeah, me too. Could yeah. Join that so if, if you want to, if you need to, uh, we can have a you know informal support group. Support yeah. group. <laughs> um, <laughs> the wise lady. And that, like, at the time that you were doing your PhD, like, did you find when you talked to people, either in the process yeah. of doing your research or when you just mentioned it to people, did you find there was kind of a, a response that was like, oh, what? Yeah, librarian doing a PhD. Yeah. What are, what are you doing that for? Or yeah, yeah, what, yeah, what's get, what's the purpose what's of the that? Purpose? Yeah, yeah, you get this a lot. But also, I mean, there was a couple of people who just looked at me as if it was just bonkers, basically. Yeah, which I probably am. <laughs> and then there were people like, why, why would you do this to yourself? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> all this kind of stuff. Why would you put yourself why through? This all this pain. Why would yeah. you do this? Uh, so yeah, it was mixed. And then and then there was quite a lot of people said, oh, fair play to you know. So there was yeah. a lot of. Positive, I mean that yeah. that's the right response. Just yes, in case anyone is listening to this, that's the right response. It's like Laura. good yeah, on you. Yeah, good keep, on you. keep going good with it. So it's, it's, it's yeah, it's a mix, of course, and and. And then some people just glaze, their eyes glaze over. They're like, don't talk to me about bloody research. I can't go away. Yeah. You know, so, but uh, the, the good thing was because I interviewed, um, I, I, mine was a qualitative study, so I interviewed uh, solo librarians, one-person librarians mm. across the island of Ireland, really. Uh, not basically, sorry, the Republic of Ireland, really. Um, and, and, and they were so generous with their time because, you know, like a, you know, self semi structured interview can take time sometimes. Yeah. And especially in phenomenography, which I used, it's the research I post I used, the idea is that people, it's all about people's experience and their own perceptions about mm-hmm. things. So obviously, sometimes people need time to explain it or, you know, and, and for some people, I mean, I, I would travel to a place I mean sometimes spend half half a day you know between mm. introductions the interview and then maybe we go for lunch or something like that you know so so people were really generous with their time and I found that was very inspiring and, and I learned a lot from, from those people that I interviewed mm. and funny enough of the 32 people I interviewed I think I'm still in touch with about 27 yeah. of them so you know Do you think part nice of that is that brilliant. librarians kind of want to and this is what I find from doing yeah. this mm. is that librarians because we're a little bit mus- misunderstood mm. we like an opportunity to, to tell our story tell our story yeah, yeah. Exactly. that's what I'm doing here yes yeah. <laughs> oh my god this is great <laughs> like, we need to put it down on record it's not all this kind of stuff no, 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 no. no, it's, no uh, but that's I mean especially when you do qualitative research because you, you deal with people and you know and you meet new people and it's just it's very inspiring it's very I always came, I mean I was always in a way, I was exhausted after the interview because you have to pay mm. attention. You know yourself; you have to pay attention, and you're t- trying to kind of get the conversation going and all that. 
and then I took a lot of notes as well because I didn't really trust my recorder <laughs> for like I just have some backup notes mm. and then sometimes you have to travel let's say from Cork or something you know you have mm. to travel back and, and you're you know it's a full day but I always felt I felt really I don't know it was like, like a shot in the arm you know I was mm. really full of energy I was like God I know when to go back to my computer and write this yeah. all up immediately you know so obviously which is not a good idea because you need a bit of time sometimes to think about things but it's it's, it's really it's an extremely I found it an extremely pleasurable experience to do a PhD really I, that's the only mm. way I can say no, that's, that yeah. is the quote right there yeah definitely, yeah, definitely. That no that's very uh, and it's a very uh, yeah because as you said it's probably because we never really look at ourselves or analyse ourselves or what we do but because you do a project like that you need to look at yourself as well and you're like mm. you know what are my priorities here and why am I doing this and, and what I'm what am I getting out and what, what I'm giving to other people you know mm. by doing this I mean I want to give something back to people as well so it's it's a very um, it's a very unusual thing to do but a very enjoyable thing to do really mm. and I, I'm sure you will be very successful <laughs> no doubt I've no doubt whatsoever um, <laughs> and out of that then I know you did uh, wrote an article about librarians mm. with PhDs mm. and mm. the value yeah. that a PhD brings into so, yeah. um, librarians led, yeah. managing yeah, yeah. Their, the funny their thing libraries. is that, that actually let let um, because I did a couple of years ago I finished in 2019 I did a master in, edu- in education in, U- mm. in Trinity and for the thesis I was like because you really are yeah, committed yeah, to yeah, lifelong yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm a bit mad no and and the, the supervisor said to me said so what do you want to write about and said I wonder about librarians, PhDs in libraries. Mm. So I'm kind of half a theme, really. I will go, go back to it. So that was really interesting as well. So I kind of went back nearly on it and, and kind of, you know, looked at it from the other side. Like CBD was the, f- the focus of one thing and now this, this is about librarians who have PhDs and work in libraries. Mm. What kind of value do we bring? Or does, does it bring a value to a service or not? You know, and how do people experience it and how do they see it? So that was really interesting to see a continuation nearly of, of that research mm. in a way so I think it's uh, like for me it was quite a, a good piece of work to, to do as well mm. because I think librarians with PhDs you assume that they're people who work in a very yeah. academic yeah. environment and yeah. particularly yeah. like the US yeah. structure yeah. where you know you the can be tenure, tenure track yeah. and yeah. there's an obvious place that a PhD plays in that yeah. but for librarians like you and I where mm. it's very practice based mm. um, it's very much about kind of focusing on even your CPD is very mm. focused on um, service delivery yeah. and so you know that's why yeah. I was really interested yeah. in your yeah. findings yeah. To, yeah. to look at well you no know, there's a real value in a in librarian most, having yeah, a PhD yeah. and, and, and the, the librarians that I interviewed worked actually most of them did not work in an academic environment mm. which was really interesting I mean a lot of them but there's quite a few who worked in public libraries I think one or two people worked in, in special libraries mm. there was one person I think in a school library so it's really interesting to see you know very different environments the circumstances that people work in but there was a lot of um, overlap, really, in, in, in how people felt. And, and I also interviewed, I should say, I interviewed um, uh, not necessarily there, but uh, line managers or people who employ people, with librarian, mm. librarians with PhDs. So they would have all been librarians, but not necessarily, you know, work half a PhD themselves. Mm. So it was really interesting to see from their perspective, why did they employ people? Or white, yeah, you know, or what they yeah, what value they value in, in their in their in their employees with PhDs. So it's really it was very interesting to see. Um, so, the, so so general gist basically was that most people said, oh yeah, that's a great idea to have somebody, but um, mm-hmm. you know, but then it kind of there was a divergence of of, view, of views uh, of of how much it added actually to the, to, mm-hmm. the, to the to the service, and there was a couple of negative um, comments as well that actually coming off coming from the librarians themselves that 
they were hoping that their own colleagues wouldn't see them as kind of show offs so or stuff like that, you know. Yeah. And then again, this is I think it's a very much of a librarian thing as well. We're kind of, you know, putting yourself on a pedestal there, you know. Yeah, kind of, yeah I suppose that's a bit of like the yeah. tall poppy syndrome yeah. as well yeah. that you yeah. can. Yeah. That could be yeah. the worry that going yeah. back into your professional yeah, environment. Exactly. Yeah. People are kind of going, trying to yeah, cut, cut you down because you've gotten a higher I did qualification. A, a, also, a focus group for a small number of people as well, and and they were all colleagues of people with PhDs, mm. uh, of librarians with PhDs, and and they didn't see that at all. They said, "Look, mm. I think it's brilliant that that X, Y, and Z is doing this. Or you know, I, I would support them, and mm. and none of them is a show off. And on the contrary, I can ask them questions about." research that and I know they, they'll be able to help me you know so mm. it's funny sometimes how we see ourselves and how other people see us so it was it was a very interesting uh, piece it was just I mean it was a master's piece it wasn't like a massive research project but it's just a couple of things that came out and really struck me it was like this is interesting how how we don't really always appreciate you know how other people see us maybe that, that we can mm. actually contribute to our service and for some of the academic librarians or people working in, in a kind of academic setting the PhD was nearly um, something that they felt they had to have because they wanted to talk, like faculty wouldn't talk to you. you know, yeah, like I've heard that yeah, from yeah, um, yeah. academic librarians yeah, who have yeah, PhDs yeah. that there they was a feeling that you're working in this yeah. environment yeah. or with people who've yeah. been through this process that you yourself yeah, exactly. can't kind of share that yeah, experience. Yeah, yeah. So at the very yeah. least, just being able to know yeah. the, the, the process that they've been through. And I think, like to me personally, because... Because I said some of my colleagues now start in PhDs or have have done PhDs in the last couple of years, I found it easier for me. It was easier for me to help them mm. because I knew, I mean, I knew I had a feeling that literature view would a lot of people would struggle with that anyway. Yeah. But sometimes people would even come up and say, "Look, I'm, I'm really not sure about my research question, you know." And I'm like, "What are yeah. you trying to uh, tell it? Talk to me in like mm. plain English. What What are you trying to find out? You know." So sometimes even having somebody to bounce ideas off, you know. And they found that helpful. So because I know how difficult it is to kind of narrow down your research question or questions, mm. you know, make it really tight and neat, and then I can find this out. It was easier for me then maybe to go back and say, look, I've been through this process. I know how long it takes. Mm. No, don't, don't worry, this takes time. And you have to talk to your supervisor as well, but talk to other students maybe. And, you know, it takes time in your head to get yeah to get to, to, to get the point where you feel like well, yeah, this just is, well, yeah. that little kind of but nugget it's, of it's a process and it takes time and so for me to be able to say this to teachers who are doing this at the moment it's just I think this, this adds value to the organisation as well so mm. and the academic librarians in particular felt the same way you know they were like look I can go now and talk to X, Y and Z I know this is professor so and so but they actually talk to me now because at least at least I have a PhD. I'm not a professor, you know, but, but mm. you know, so they 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 would talk to me now about these yeah. things. And they were sometimes sent by their online managers to talk to X, Y, and Z because they may be a bit scary people. <laughs> but you yeah. know, they always oh, send X. We sent our librarian with a PhD over, and they yeah, talk to exactly. Because at least you can yeah. just sit down on <laughs> yeah, maybe yeah, the so, same exactly, terms. Yeah. So it, it does obviously there's a hierarchy uh, or some perceived hierarchy, especially in university libraries. Say, yeah, you know, is, and, and, yeah, and and universities in general. So it's a bit. Yeah. So for the rest of the of the gang, the rest of the librarians just become mad, but it's okay. <laughs> That's all right. No, so but yeah, so it's like everything in life does advantage and disadvantage. But in general, I, I think doing something like that, you will never regret it in a way, even if you don't finish it, because mm-hmm. you learn so much along the way, and this is a very unusual skill set to have in the first place. You know, so. Whatever the outcome is, really, I mean, ideally, it's, it's you know, yeah, <laughs> congratulations. Yeah, but, but uh, even if, if you don't finish it for a reason, 
there's no um I don't think it's a it's a it's a bad thing in a way it's you learn so much and it's there's so many new things you find out also about yourself really um mm. it's I just think it's very valuable really yeah yeah, so yeah I feel kind not, of like will that, not happen to you that <laughs> education is never something no, you never ever regret ever, like, no. as no. you said regardless of whether you finish or not yeah. you learn something yeah. about yourself yeah. in the process and yeah. you think about all the other kind of things that we spend our time and money yeah. on yeah. Like, yeah. any kind of an yeah. educational qualification is always going always, to be yeah, beneficial yeah. and it's an investment yeah. in yourself of course big time yeah, yeah and also in the world in general i think because you, you might inspire other people you don't know you know like mm-hmm. suddenly you have other people come up to you when one of my cousins well it's his daughter she's thinking about doing a phd now you know it's like, oh yeah but if i did it you know so maybe i can yeah you know, exactly so, you know you never know you know it's just it's bizarre mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like okay well don't take me as a model maybe but you know but you never know but how, you know how like, works reluctant works. or not yeah, maybe yeah, you, you are um and just to to kind of wrap up our, our conversation jumping off from yeah, you yeah. being a, a role model and just talk about you and your work during the summer, during IFLA, yeah, coordinating all of those. I think yeah, we've always known, those of, those of us who've worked with you have always known that you are um, a legend no, among no. The, the Irish library community. <laughs> but uh, a lot more people got to see it during the summer as you, you know, skillfully, <laughs> despite the fact that you were <laughs> hobbling around oh, with a boot on your foot, coordinated <laughs> all of the, the volunteers <laughs> yeah, who were yeah. here for IFLA oh, during that's, the that's, summer. That was the best thing ever really I mean it was just an incredible incredible week really I, I think mm. everybody who worked out and attended I think that everybody enjoyed it really uh, I, I'm still getting emails from people saying oh my god it was brilliant yeah how many volunteers were there overall well we had recruited officially there's, there's a kind of a quota that you have to fill basically mm. in terms of um, you know in relation to perceived or hoped uh, attendees that they're hoping to, mm. to, att- uh, to attract so we said well the, the quota was 200 and we had 200 people mm. initially but then a couple of people couldn't travel there was covid related problems um visa problems mm. some people just didn't turn up and have today no no idea why they didn't turn up uh, but thankfully thanks to the irish library community we kind of filled the positions pretty quickly i mean mm. there was loads of people kind of volunteering last minute said look yeah. I'm here anyway, so you know, stick me in for any job, it's fine. Uh, so I think at the end of the day we had about 120 officially, I think, but maybe another 30, 50 people yeah. could have just helped. So basically, we had more or less everything. Yeah, about 200, day, I was yeah. thinking. Yeah, yeah 200 was, was the original um, what we had to recruit. And I have to say, Claire Connelly, my co co conspirator, co co partner in crime, uh, she just did an outstanding job I mean she just she just put everybody like into you know she had, everybody had a shift and she even put down a breakdown for the for the um, break sessions and all of it mm-hmm. so I mean the amount of the, the, the amount of uh, organisation she did before IFLA was just phenomenal yeah, it was just yeah, well done she, yeah no she's just brilliant it was just I was heartbroken that she couldn't attend in the end because of I know bloody COVID. Bloody COVID. <laughs> yeah, but I mean she would have been she would have enjoyed it really because so and it was really down to her work. Like you know, it was just so, just so. I don't. I can't even express it. It's just brilliantly organized, and, and mm. it's just like because I'm I'm really bad with spreadsheets and stuff like that. It's not my thing really. Everybody but hates she, that. Kind of stuff. No, but she's no. She just was just brilliant, and I could see immediately. You know who was supposed to be where, and then mm. people didn't turn up. It was so easy to change things around. And, it was just brilliant and it's just mm. it's just but you were the one there on the, yeah, during the, the week kind of the, the one legged, sitting there the one, one, one legged from your command <laughs> bandit, center yeah, 
So yeah, no, it was great. Um, the only thing was, yeah, was a pity with the, the food that I couldn't, I would, would want to walk around more, but mm. I wouldn't have had time anyway. So it would have been just nicer to be, you know, different levels in the convention center to see everything. So time. next time, if you ever do it again, we'll just yeah. get something like a Pope yeah. mobile, yeah, like a Pope mobile. mobile. <laughs> yeah. So don't. Don't tear any ligaments, okay, before the conference is not a good idea. Yeah, but, <laughs> no, you know. Don't do this, it's not fun. Unless you're a badass, like Eva, yeah. you can manage to coordinate all these things. And then we had, of course, leg. the disco and the, the Larry lexicon on the cultural evening night. And I thought, okay, you know what? I'm in pain anyway. I'm just going to knock down two glasses of water and then go dancing. <laughs> and that's what I did. <laughs> and people said, oh, we thought you were injured. I said, yeah, I can't feel anything. It's all good. <laughs> that's all great. I'm already injured. I, it doesn't what? matter if I, I injure myself I more. It was, yeah, it was great. It was really, no, it was fabulous. It was just, it was great that, I think it first of all, it was great for Ireland to get um, IFLA and especially because it was postponed, we should have hosted mm-hmm. it in 2020. But that people stuck to it and, and it really, like the whole team was just really, really, just so professional and so enthusiastic and I mean obviously it's down to Philip Cohen to actually get it over the mm-hmm. line to, to get Ireland to, to host it but it's just everybody like the national team all the people in the satellite conferences the library visits were brilliant really really superb feedback so it was just I think the whole profession in Ireland really stepped up to the plate really. yeah I, was, I think as yeah. well we presented all of Fabulous. the best things yeah. about librarianship yeah. in Ireland yeah. and it Big was time great to see it all I was so well received because people really like people would come uh, sometimes people you know would come up to you they wouldn't necessarily know that you're on on a committee or Mm. like if it wasn't where my volunteer was they wouldn't know necessarily who I was and I said especially in the lexicon I talked to a couple of people and they said this is the best conference ever and they were so enjoying themselves Mm. and obviously the first maybe in person after Covid but just the, the organization was brilliant the weather was perfect you yeah. know? even that we organized that very unusual and, for and summer in Ireland. And, and everything worked really well people were really friendly you know like the whole everybody hosting an event was really approachable the food was great i mean at least for the volunteers mm. <laughs> I'm not sure for the rest. we got lovely food yeah and, and uh, just you know and i just i think it just worked really smoothly i found you know and, and really it was, it was a massive uh, massive undertaking and and for so many people you know that i think went pretty smoothly when you think about it I mean just mm. the logistics of it having so many people coming and, and finding accommodation you know which is not the easiest amount and, and just really you know no major incidents thank God you know, so no accidents or anything like that so it's really just worked really really well really um, it, was, it was exhausting of course but it was worthwhile really it was Mm. I will. I will. For me, it's a bit like the Special Olympics World Games. It's some one of the things I will talk about probably decades to come. Yeah, you know? I think so. Once you're involved in something like that, it's just it doesn't. You know, it doesn't. And because we know it's it's no. it is kind of a, yeah. a once in yeah. a once in a career yeah. Yeah. thing That's anyway. Big time. Yeah. Yeah. And I've attended um, IFLA conference or satellite conference before as, as a you know maybe as a presenter as an attendee, and it was really enjoyable. But to be behind the scenes to see how this all comes together and just the massive the logistics of it is just mm. unreal. Really, I mean. I noticed there's, there's professional teams involved, you know, like a conference organizing team and IFLA headquarters obviously has a lot of experience and all of it. But just from a national perspective, from from we are all volunteers and, you know, thank mm. God for ANSL conference, I can say, you know, really, we, know we, we know how to organize things. Yeah, exactly. I mean, we did learn a lot about how to yeah, organize yeah, conferences. It really, yeah. <laughs> it really helps. Yeah, it really helps. And especially, I think because because people here, I think Irish people, people who work in libraries and Ireland, not only Irish people, of course, I think we're a really nice bunch of people and we really help each other out and that, that really came across you know there were mm. like there's one volunteer and I won't name her but she knows who it is and she came up and she was staying in a hostel and she said she woke up in the morning and there was 
a person beside her folding the clothes in a nice like you know quarter thing and she looked at the librarian and she started talking to him and said oh yes uh, and she said look I'm from Ireland I can you know I'm a volunteer and mm-hmm. I bring you and she basically adopted about I think five or six librarians from all over the world and <laughs> looked after them like a mother hen and brought yeah. them to the pub and but and they loved it you know but this kind of thing is I think it's very it's very Irish in a way and it's very yeah it's uh, what makes a difference I think. it does make yeah, a big yeah, difference yeah, yeah. yeah it, but it just makes no, the difference to how you nobody enjoy. was left behind in a way you know it's a kind of completely random people took people mm. in and kind of looked after them and so it's, that was just brilliant you know but this is something you can't I don't think it's something you can't organize this is naturally what happens you know yeah. so that's we're very lucky that yeah so it's brilliant mm. very enjoyable okay so just to to wrap up our, yeah. our conversation <laughs> what would you say is your philosophy of being a librarian um well spontaneous i would say be nice to other people yeah. <laughs> it's an important thing and because yeah don't human. be an asshole oh no exactly don't be an <laughs> asshole uh humans i think we we are a great bunch we're a great species but we can be quite nasty as well so i think one thing as a librarian i'm trying to do is uh spread not the love but, you know yeah. good vibes you know and, and and make sure that people are that, that when they when they leave the library or my presence be it online or in, that they think they got something positive you know it yeah. could be a piece of information or just a hug or a bit of chocolate you know the way some, mm-hmm. or something that that um i think the library should be a sanctuary as, as mm-hmm. we say you know library uh, but it's also it comes down to the people who work in the library and i think yeah. we, we ha- have a very um we have a very privileged space because we have really good jobs really and mm-hmm. we're by and large highly educated people so we're really privileged people but we should use the privilege to help other people i think that's our yeah. job and through whatever means i mean we're, we're between people and information in a way you know so mm. that's my job and this is what i do and also promote lifelong learning i think and for all learners really that's mm. our, our job i think it that's why i became a librarian probably as well because it's it's, it's really core to my to my being but i, I also want yeah. to help other people so my philosophy as a librarian is a don't be an asshole yeah. <laughs> and b keep reading you know <laughs> keep learning really i mean just keep keep uh question things as well and and you know try to find facts and not don't believe anything you everything you read on the internet because some crank just posts something you know go for the good good information and if you don't know where to go go to your library mm-hmm. they help you yeah okay that's a good place to <laughs> leave it anyway, thank you thank so God. much Thanks for talking to me and thank you for being my final guest of the year Ava for seeing the year out in style. If you want to follow Ava's advice and do some networking with some fellow librarians, if you're in or around Dublin on February 9th, join the Academic and Special Libraries Committee for our AGM and networking evening in the Royal Irish Academy. It's our first in-person event in over two years, so we'd love to see some new faces. My New Year's resolution, in as much as I believe in them or ever make them or stick to them, is to keep the interviews coming. So I have another great guest lined up for January. Um, So you better subscribe to the show on Apple, Spotify or Stitcher to get it fresh when it lands. Until next time, Happy New Year. Librarians Allowed is produced and presented by Laura Reedy-Ferris. Music and sound design are by Michael